This is Dr. Holmes. I'm here with Tony. This is our podcast where I basically want to talk about the Joker film and the related social implications, uh, particularly of the reactions to this film, which I have found very interesting in themselves, in addition to really liking and appreciating the film a lot. Since it's been out, we've seen what I would say is general lack of reaction. It made a huge amount of money, and a lot of people saw it. Seems somewhat lopsided, the reporting in light of that, particularly compared to other things that seem to get mentioned way too much. So that's interesting. Another thing I'd like to get your comment on, Tony, is the performative reactions of people basically deciding that they don't like it in advance and then after they see it being like here's what's wrong with it it's very disingenuous and you can kind of see that they're turning it into an element of performative wokeness when that's really complicating it way too much when i just want your opinion of the film itself why do we have to take it so much further beyond that i just feel like right now we're living in some weird kind of time where no matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on i feel like a lot of people are taking that mind frame they're stuck in and bringing that into the theater with them going back to the whole performative wokeness thing we were talking about it's one of my favorite things to see in the human circus that we live in where before a movie comes out you have people stating how the joker is going to be nothing but a statement of toxic masculinity and cisgendered white hate and just kind of all the really nasty shit you could think of when it comes to a movie i personally felt like they were trying to torpedo a movie before it even got the chance to be a movie when that first started happening. And then once the movie came out, it was just kind of funny to see where it went from being supposedly like this cisgendered white hate film to now it was incorrectly portraying people who speak out against income inequality and things like that. My perspective of the movie was that it kind of spoke out that, yeah, income inequality is a terrible thing. It's what's leading to poverty we have in these cities. And another thing they spoke on to I thought was good was people thought it was glorifying mental illness and one of the key factors in the movie is once he doesn't have the help he needs and stops taking his medication which is what you need to properly manage your mental illness in his case his life started going under so i think it was just very weird to see people who hadn't even seen the movie form these opinions and then after you know you can just kind of see their view of the movie was just tinged by that where you couldn't just be entertained by an origin story of batman's arch nemesis i've been thinking about something you said a while back which is that if something is about somebody from that particular group that the joker character is from there's an attitude that we're not allowed to make projects like that talking about specific people that were deciding they didn't like it in advance after it came out gave a review manufacturing things to criticize about it you can see the talking points that people from these same groups use over and over again they're like the fucking news they don't realize they're doing it which is also interesting and a lot of them are people that i probably agree with them on 90 percent of issues <laughs> but they're doing this performative wokeness thing we've talked about with regard to joker 
I've seen these type of themes come up and continue to come up with regard to this film in particular. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't even think it preaches that much sympathy to the Joker when he becomes the Joker. You're seeing a man's life fall apart before your eyes. Like, that's, that's the only thing you feel sympathetic for. I feel like the human inside all of us always feels bad when we see someone, no matter who they are. The, the good human inside of us always feels bad when we see someone's life fall apart. And I think that's what was the attachment part of the Joker. And I think some people can see that as sympathy for the devil or something like that. But, you know, the moment he makes his, to use like a wrestling term, a heel turn and goes full bad, there's no sympathy for him. You know what he's doing is wrong. And the movie lets you know what he's doing is wrong. I just think a lot of people went in with a preconceived notion of how they had to feel about the movie. And if you come out and you don't feel that way, if you don't say this movie isn't woke, it didn't have the woke themes, a lot of people were upset because, oh, there wasn't a strong female character in the movie. And I kind of think that's bullshit. Uh, no, there was. And uh, second best performance in the movie, I thought. You actually look at these projects that woke people seem to either ignore or not like and then you look at the cast and the writers and everybody and it's really diverse it's like the message of the movie itself matters more than that somehow when you do look at the actual cast of the joker it has people who are diverse not just across the color spectrum but it's also the physical ability spectrum the physical scale spectrum right I don't it, know, it's, it's like it's, if it shows sympathy to that group that erases any additional diversity that might be in that project it ceases to count or matter because you're committing the initial violation of showing sympathy to that particular group this is how extreme it is i'm talking about it this way because it's really like this and neither of us are coming from an attack perspective we're coming from this is legitimate confusion and when something's confusing and you're a curious guy like i am you want to know why is this making me confused you want to understand it better i can relate to people a lot of the time and then there's these certain things that come up where there's a, basically a complete disconnect the intention of talking something out like this is wanting to understand why people are doing this and wanting to understand my own confusion and maybe find some satisfaction in this and you know a way to change it in a positive way if that's possible right now i'm just as confused as you with the whole response to this movie and people's reaction i was literally the confused john travolta meme you know there are times when the movie came out and i would see people giving their post viewing performative wokeness review of it and i was just confused how they came to any of those conclusions watching the movie i don't think it glorifies evil people and when he becomes the joker he's a fucking bad person it's an open and shut case on that i don't think it glorifies any of that i don't even think you feel sympathy for him i think you just feel sorrow for him it's like watching a train wreck it's like holy shit this can't stop there's nothing i can do to stop this you all know how this is gonna end it's like the passion of the christ it's called joker you know he's gonna become that there's no redemption for this man and that's why you feel sorry yeah and the character did those exact same things in the comic books any of you out there that read batman or joker comics the things that happened in the movie all happened in the comics he shot people in the comics multiple times that wasn't an over-the-top thing that only happened in this movie it is unusual to have a superhero movie where, where something that violent happens but what i'm saying is it's not unheard of and they didn't add it as a glorification of mass shooters comments it's based on something he really did in the comic this brings us to another thing why are we taking this movie so seriously in the first place what happened to treating a comic book movie like a comic book movie 
why is it different with this one and the Avengers? There's no question that takes place in an alternate reality where the Avengers exists. It's the exact same thing with Joker. It seems to be treated differently. Yeah, just to get a real quick jabbing at the Avengers too. Not a very diverse cast there. We have two white guys named Chris and a bunch of other white people and then two black guys who are there sometimes. A movie that I think this is most similar to in tone, not necessarily, you know, outcome and aspect, is Taxi. Taxi Driver. Not you, the show Taxi. Not the show Taxi or the, <laughs> or the Queen again. Latifah, Jimmy Fallon classic, Taxi. Oh, right. I'm talking about um, the Robert De Niro one. Taxi was a great show. Though, yeah. Too. So you have this movie about literally someone who is disassociating from society because of their mental illness. They're both detaching from society and reality. They're going through a hard time in their life. It's almost a similar time period, too. I feel like people praise Taxi Driver for being this very dark, gritty film that analyzes the anti-hero. The only real difference between the two is that the Joker is an analysis of a villain. I feel like a lot of people went into the movie forgetting that this is the origin story of a villain. There's no heroes in this movie. Yeah, and it's going to be a sad, depressing, upsetting story. What else could it be? I heard comments on the Joker movie, people saying things along the lines of, I was uncomfortable the entire time. That's but the, the point. The tone of the comment was almost like, the movie harassed me. Movies can't do that. You're watching the movie voluntarily. And if you're a journalist watching it for free, it's a movie. The tone of it was like they felt like they had been violated by the movie somehow. I guess if that was your legitimate reaction, but it's so hard to understand. And it's like, what's wrong with a movie making you uncomfortable? I love movies that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, those are my favorite type of movie. Yeah, so like, they're the best you know, ones. Thrillers and drama movies, are they all do that. And it also had the element of the performative woke responses, which is like, this seems manufactured. Your comments don't seem genuine. It seems yeah. like you're saying what you think you're supposed to say. It feels like they're reading off a teleprompter half the time. It almost feels like they're subscribed to some newsletter I can't find. It's like, these are the talking points for this movie. Make sure you hit these in your Facebook posts and every time you have a conversation with your friends in public about this movie, cisgendered white man is bad, glorifies mental illness, it glorifies violence. I don't think it glorifies any of that. You feel shame every time he partakes in a violent act. Since when are we concerned about movies glorifying violence? What oh, exactly. percentage of movies in general glorify violence in a worse way than this movie does? Yeah. A high percentage of them do. But I don't even think and when there's violence in this, it's not glorified. When you're seeing violence in this movie, you're seeing the before and after of it. I don't know. It's one of those movies like when someone dies, you don't, you don't, it's just not like, oh, okay, it's over. It's like, oh no, they're there for a while. I know it was one of those movies where like there's times where you can be seeing someone get blasted away by Arnold Schwarzenegger in a Terminator movie and not care at all. I feel like anytime something violent happens in this movie, no matter who it's to or what it happens to, you feel bad for whoever that violence happens to. It's because of the characters from a group that we're not allowed to sympathize yeah. with. I mean, yeah, let's just say, like, he's a cisgendered white male. You can't feel bad for him. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm framing it that way because I don't want to say that that group is worse or better than any other. Oh, I'm no, saying it's a group that exists. We're in this together. And a lot of these type of politics that we're seeing with the response to the Joker and in general society from people that we don't know and our friends are along those lines of they're reading the talking points. They're repeating the same things back and forth to each other on social media. And you can see the performance 
performative and disingenuous nature of it so easy. The people doing it see it. You can see the doubt in their words. If you talk to people doing this, you can hear the doubt as they're saying it. You know, maybe it's it's hard for people to be genuine sometimes. I, I sympathize with that. Tony and I talk about Hollywood in general. You're basically expected to wear a mask yeah. all the time. And whether that means being fake or I'm not calling people fake, but if you don't wear the mask, you can expect adverse reactions from certain people. Oh, exactly. Some people will like it and some people will not like it. <laughs> For the so, most part, so, people do not like it when you are your, when people like us are our genuine selves. You know, like you're saying, you kind of have to put on that mask of, not even a mask, you just kind of can't say the things you're into. I'm a libertarian and I'm one of those gay marriage, everyone should do drugs, like the kind of stereotypical kind. And I, I can't even talk about that because when I say I voted for Jill Stein, everyone thinks I lost the election for Hillary Clinton, but... I was never going to vote for her or Trump, so guess what? Yeah, it's yeah, it's an argument I don't want to get into. Yeah, we might have to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you already sense that that was going to be cut? Yeah, I could kind of tell that you sensed it. Yeah. It was like, no, we don't need to. Hillary and everything. Like, oh, exhausting. Jeffrey Epstein didn't Just, kill himself. It, him too. So I'm hopeful that this will not continue like this because the way it is now, it seems to be getting worse by the day. But I'm hopeful in terms of people having these type of performative reactions. And I know everybody is wearing a mask all the time and there's performative elements of everything we do and say, I'm not saying everyone has to be 100% genuine. I'm talking about this really extreme form of it, in my opinion, very extreme that I see from people who are my friends in a lot of cases and people who I respect, but they're falling into this ridiculous performative wokeness over and over again to the point where I cannot relate to it. And all it does is confuse me why they're doing it. I have a friend who everything he's posting about, it actually makes me fear for his mental well-being right now. Everything he posts about has to go back to the Trump administration and how they're fascist. His comment on the Joker, which is much like everything else, is just a few simple words. Joker, period, supports, period, fascism. It's kind of wild to see that. Let me just ask, what do you think he meant by that? What I think he meant by that is because the Joker is white, cisgendered man, and he he comes to power that is fascist i honestly have no idea how you could actually come to that solution by watching the movie because bruce wayne who is like a rich white guy who's the closest to being the fascist in the movie honestly by the way he talks is portrayed as like this guy's a fucking asshole i mean not bruce wayne the, the dad wayne whatever his name was thomas wayne he's portrayed as an asshole and like he's the closest to a fascist so i really don't see how you can get that from the movie but I think that was just yeah, a just, preconceived notion. To me, reasonably, it seems like a stretch to say that. Oh, we're in the same boat. Especially if you know anything about what fascism is. And if you're like me, fascism has affected your family history. So that's a real thing, and I acknowledge it. But is applying that word to a comic book movie exaggerating? To me, it is. But like we were saying earlier, it's to the level of I'm having trouble making any sense of this at all. I'm not talking about a basic disagreement. I'm talking about major, major confusion over this type of comment. I honestly don't think he even knows what fascism is when people say stuff like that. I agree, and I think a lot when people say stuff like that, the person themselves doesn't even really know what they mean, and they're sort of playing woke talking point Mad Libs 
Yeah. Such and such thing is fill in the blank. And cheapening these type of words yeah. is really getting into dangerous territory and is a really negative thing for everybody. To me, that's exaggeration, misuse, and I don't mean to be over the top, but you're treading into disrespecting people who have been the victims of legitimate real fascism. I agree with you on that. In his defense, I guess I'll say he's one of my writer friends, and maybe I think he's trying to be a little more operatic with what he says, but that is one of the problems. When you do use a word like fascism, we've cheapened fascism, homophobia, racist, Nazi. We've cheapened a lot of words for bad people, and we've cheapened those words to the point where if you did actually see a fascist, if you did actually see a real swastika-wearing Nazi or a cross-burning racist and pointed that out, I think a lot of people in society might think you're crying wolf right now because of how cheap in the word has become. There have been experiments done of that nature on college campuses where they show a picture of Trump, Hitler, Mussolini, and other legitimate fascists, and people say Trump is worse than those other guys. I'm not going to recommend anyone in particular, but you can find those type of videos easily. Oh yeah, any, any search engine will <clears> have to find that. It's a combination of those people. I'm not putting those people down, but to say that that's completely lacking ignorance is wrong. It's not even close to a parallel with these people. And this also cheapens what what happened, what these guys did historically. And saying Trump is exactly the same or worse as what's happening is just crazy. And it doesn't mean that I'm defending Trump at all. No. I'm talking about strictly looking at this from a realistic, reality-based perspective. What Hitler, Stalin, and Mussolini did is worse than Trump. Okay? It's not up for debate. Yeah, these people massacred millions of people without remorse and forced other human beings to do that for them. But then you have the, this phenomenon, like I said, of people saying Trump is worse. And we've also had people in the legitimate media who are not college students, but people who call themselves journalists saying that Trump is worse than a Nazi, etc., etc. And there's a trickle down to other people in society when those type of messages are projected out by the media and the guy has the right to put that article out if he wants to to me it's totally over the top exaggerated the whole trump situation has literally polluted supporters and people who do not support him i think it's polluted everyone's mind so much that you have to find some sort of pro or anti-trump meaning in everything for those people i guess that's just a symptom of our times right now is there's a lot of people out there who can't honestly enjoy a movie without trying to find some kind of pro or anti-Trump message in it. And whether that be well, an yeah. anti-Trump person trying to find a pro-Trump message or vice versa. Right. They're being bombarded by this type of thing. Trump is a Nazi, he's a fascist. Help Trump because he's able to point to the people calling him a Nazi and use that as a talking point to rile up his supporters. When he seems to be having the best time doing it is when he's using fodder that his detractors gave him. Anytime you see a video of his rally, it's almost like he's performing a stand-up routine. He's pretty much got everyone eating out of the palm of his hand. He's got everyone cracking up. It's like every week he's got some new material from someone who's totally outraged by something Trump's done now. And everyone tries to find Trump in everything now. I mean, at least people who are obsessed with him. Like we were saying about the Joker. I have a friend who's, or a couple who are trying to say it has a pro-Trump 
message. I mean, I guess if they see Trump as a psychopathic villain with a sympathetic story, yeah, it's pro him, but... Because I kind of thought it had a strong anti-Trump message. The protest, they had a Thomas Wayne puppet in the crowd, and it looked exactly like one of those Trump puppets from a Trump protest. Oh, and yeah. it's like, okay, you know, maybe I'm imagining things, but probably not. It looked just like it. They only showed it for a couple of seconds. I'd like to hear people talk about why they think it's pro-Trump. Did you see it as pro-Trump at all or pro-Republican? The only message I saw in it where you could maybe say there's a political message is the fact that they shut down the mental health asylum he was in and that shutting down is what starts him to become the Joker. The only social message or political message I could say you saw in there was that mental health is important and if you don't take care of it, it can lead to some pretty dark places. I didn't see a pro-Trump or anti-Trump message or a pro or anti-capitalist message or anything yeah. like that. I just and saw- And those are pretty strong, you know, mentally ill people shouldn't have guns. He checked a couple fucking boxes on that. Right, there was no Joker needs his gun rights. The Democrats are gonna take the Joker's gun away. You know, it was the oh, opposite. Yeah. It was like, this is a guy who should never, ever have a gun. That, but like all bad guys. That's the only message about Joker and his gun. We're talking about a dude who laughs at murdering people. Killing Joke, the comic, was so controversial when it came out that you had to be 18 to buy it, which was weird for comics back then. So the sort of similarity with that and this movie being treated as its own thing, too. I guess that makes sense. He would create these type of reactions. Joker might be in his own category. But moving on, performative wokeness sucks, and it's kind of ruining everything. Yes, Would you agree? I agree with that. I believe it's seeped into almost every facet of our culture, and I think performative wokeness, much like other people have said, has, we know this from experience, has ruined comedy for the time being right now. <laughs> or at least some of it. There's people do. doing incredible groundbreaking stuff, but they're, they're sort of independent. They make things that sort of come and go. And even like the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was fucking incredible, in my opinion, and it got like no attention. What about the fact that Los Angeles has one of the those, uh, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone signs. Reserving the right to the refuse service is entitled to every business. I never saw that sign in a business until I came to LA. I had only seen it on Seinfeld. Soup Nazi has it in his restaurant. Antonio, the busboy, also has it in his apartment. So I had seen it. But it makes sense because Seinfeld was filmed in LA. So. I imagine probably Larry David or somebody saw one of those signs and realized that it's funny. And it is a funny sign because it's like, hey, welcome to my restaurant. I have the right to kick you out if I want to, which is not a welcoming message. It's the government. To be able to kick someone out of your restaurant, you have to have a sign up that says I can kick you out. Yeah, it's a legal thing, but they might have it in New York or Boston now, but I've never seen one. Because there people will just, they'll uh, exercise that right without the sign. Sort of like, yeah, if I want to do that, I'll go ahead and do it. I don't really need a sign. Yeah, California doesn't believe in common sense like that. So, you know, you never told me you had the ability to kick me out, so you can't kick me out. There seems to be a ton of frivolous lawsuits, and I think that's why you see so many uh, warning signs pretty much everywhere you go, because it's like... If people launch frivolous lawsuits, they, these building owners and restaurant owners, they can point to their sign. I never saw a warning sign on apartment buildings until I came here. Oh, and right. I've been in some fucked up apartment buildings 
and none of them had uh, the one i see a lot is state this contains chemicals known in the state of california to cause birth defects prop 65 anything that someone has submitted to the state of california that they believe might have cancer you have to put that on was that ralph nader that, yeah i'm not sure yeah i need to look that up. i just know it's but, one of california's hippie laws that like you have to put on everything prop 65 there's like lead paint existed so if you're in a building it may have had lead paint on it once so there's hope for comedy People saying comedy was dead or destroyed. People were saying that about hip-hop music a few years back. There was a period where there was a lot of bad stuff being made. And same thing with comedy. Now there's, a, in my opinion, a lot of bad stuff. And it's just not funny. And it's not because of the cast or crew or who made it. I don't even really care about that. When I watch a comedy show, I judge whether it's good or not by, is this funny? Simple. That's all I really care about. So there's still stuff like Tim Robinson's show is great. And we always have Key and Peel. Thank God they got that on the air. There's amateur people doing great stuff. So it's sort of comedy has become like the way hip hop became. Mainstream stuff used to be really good. And now if you want to find good stuff, you have to kind of dig for it in the underground and on independent labels. And a similar thing with comedy. You can still find really good stuff, but you might have to dig. There's still and some good headliners out there, too. They got in before the culture grand, took over. Too. Grandfathered yeah. in. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, for example. I've been a huge Dave Chappelle fan oh, for great. like decades now thank god for him and his last special it was hilarious how publications like vice tried to cancel it and it just had no effect because the public outpouring of support and love that it got was so huge that it just completely drowned out the attempts to cancel it well, well, like, that doesn't happen a lot that just shows how great a special it was and how good a job he did at it and how much people loved it a lot of times it's a challenge to drown out these voices or there's a sort of 50-50 split. The person kind of does get canceled and kind of does hurt their career a little bit. And that's a shame. If it's coming from that fake performatively woke place is what I'm saying. Okay, genuine sentiment, I'm all for that. And if you're legitimately hurt and offended by something, I'm very sympathetic to that and I want to hear about it. What I'm talking about is faking it. Oh, yeah. When I can tell you're fucking faking it, it's hard for me not to point that out or at least notice it in my head. I feel like with Sticks and Stones, that was one of the first society strikes back at performative wokeness. It's like, no, this was a comedy special. This was funny. None of this was meant to demean or hate people. It was meant to be a joke. It's funny that the people who have seemed to have license to comment on it are all cartoons. Family Guy has some really ingenious commentary on it, and also South Park. And South Park is like yours as another sort of grandfathered thing because it's been on for so long. I guess because it's animated. I think Joe Rogan was talking about how you can do things with animation, especially long-running animation shows that they could never fucking get even now in oh, this yeah, there's in a this talking climate. Piece of poop on that show. I don't think you could do that in a live-action show. But he's got a winning smile. Oh yeah, yeah that can-do attitude. That's what counts he's got a good attitude he's pretty american he is and he's an inspiration mm -hmm. maybe if you just animate everything it won't be attacked as hard or at all the simpsons does too 
I don't really watch The Simpsons anymore. I used to love The Simpsons, the earlier seasons. I don't like the way the animation looks now. I think they kind of went crazy with making it look really slick. So I think that really affected like enjoying the show for some reason. But there are things on The Simpsons now that you couldn't get away with on a show with actors. Oh, God, no. The license that animated shows have is even now is really interesting. Well, I think it's just funny to see some of the jokes that were in animated shows, like not even five years ago. And you're like, oh, man, that would never fly today. I mean, just think about every joke they've ever done about Waylon Smithers on The Simpsons. Like, that's not woke. I mean, they even canceled Apu for a while. Well, it's my understanding they canceled Apu permanently. I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, I love The Simpsons, and I'm sure there's people who feel the opposite of me. They don't like the earlier ones, and they like the later ones better. That's cool, too. It's a great fucking show. Homer Simpson, one of the greatest comedic characters ever. And he's the everyman. He means well. He does dumb shit. Homer's out there trying. Who does he represent? Just your average American? Their whole oh, family is kind of, yeah, that's, they're, they're American. Yeah, I mean, they literally have two and a half kids because they have a newborn, so it's not really technically a person yet. They live in a middle-class neighborhood. They have a house with just enough bedrooms for everyone. Right, and they go to church. It's wholesome. Oh, yeah. They go to church every Sunday, but, even I mean, Homer, except for that one time. The family guy dynamic is, is wholesome, too, as vulgar as that show can be, which is not a bad thing. But they get pretty extreme with some of the jokes, but the dynamic of it is quite wholesome. And I think that's part of the safety net that protects these shows. South Park, on the surface, is about something very wholesome. It's about a bunch of little kids in a small town in Colorado. It's so, just a very vulgar stand by me, But putting putting outrageous jokes and scenarios and those type of really traditional scenarios, I think, is part of what gives those shows so much license to uh, (laughs) say and uh, show things that nobody else could get away with. It's great. Tony and I are reaching out. If you feel the way we do, you're basically a left-wing Democrat for the most part on most issues, and you feel confused almost as if your left-wing friends who you mainly agree with on 90% of issues have lost their minds. So in other words, the people you're closest with and people who you have the most in common with, thinking-wise, politically, and socially, seem to you like they have lost their fucking minds when the subject of Trump comes up we want to hear from you a lot of people are doing the performative woke thing with the best of intentions they think they're supposed to because they're trying to help the current situation we can change the minds of these type of people and say you're not helping with this you're actually helping trump and you're wasting your own time that could be spent really helping and creating positive change and we also want to hear from the people who are on board with this already and maybe don't feel comfortable saying it because they don't want to deal with blowback so they sort of pretend and that's what performative wokeness is it's pretending to be woke because you don't want to feel the wrath of your left-wing friends it becomes like an emperor's new clothes thing too everybody knows we're all just being performatively woke and it's not genuine there's nothing really behind it and it may be well-intentioned but we kind of all know it's disingenuous it's fake it's performative like let's stop it getting that message out in the forefront that it's okay for people to do that and they're 
there are people who feel the same way you do who want to talk about it out in the open we're the majority and i'm not talking about protesting i'm just talking about it, a really positive change in people's attitudes yeah just having honest conversations about the situation yeah this stuff that tony and i are criticizing is causing a lot of this stuff <laughs> like, yeah it's causing making, a lot of this i mean it's making people miserable because they are doing the equivalent of your friend and others that i've mentioned they're doing the equivalent of banging their heads against the wall that's about how productive it is yeah so we just want to hear other perspectives i'm open to having my mind changed too this is not all set in stone yeah i mean no matter what side of the spectrum you fall on if you're a trump supporter if you think trump is someone who needs to be impeached and needs to be voted out in the next term let us know this is an open conversation to everyone we just want to understand what your feelings are on the performative wokeness that's kind of just poisoning our society right now i think is a safe right. way to say it and to my left-wing friends talking to a trump supporter is not the same as associating with nazis calling people who happen to be trump supporters in advance before you even talk to them nazis and fascists is an exaggeration and it's over the line and it helps trump so you're anti-trump stop helping trump watch the joker movie just watch it yeah watch it form your own opinion don't think anything about it before because it's it's the origin story of a fictional character in a comic book it's not something meant to be taken seriously what do you think about joaquin phoenix overall catalog he's got a lot of good films under his belt have you ever seen eight millimeter eight millimeter is good fucked up movie yeah the, the nicholas cage movie about snuff films right yeah yeah and james again oh tony. yeah james tony soprano himself is there good movie freaky not for the light-hearted not, not for kids yeah we talked about gladiator i think the scenes in gladiator when he's on the screen is a different movie oh yeah if it, it's Sup such it's a, a different tone it's almost like yeah a, it's like this is a psychological he, thriller when he's he on got it. into like that some pervy absolutely dude. it was almost like what game of thrones sort yeah. of tried to have every character they wanted like their with, bad guys to be as with, with varied success but like that was a really successful one like I said, not, uh, there's some other great performances in Gladiator too, but it's kind of a dumb movie. It's fun to watch, action-packed and everything, cool storyline, but his scenes are special and in terms of portraying an evil character oh, in yeah. that era. Okay, so this has been the Performatively Woke uh, Joker podcast. I'm Dr. Holmes. I'm here with Tony T, and we will return with the next episode. Tony, thanks for being here, man. Oh, it was awesome. Always great talking to you, man. All right. We will see you next time. Okay, peace, everybody. Thank you.